If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 10. We're going to just jump into what God has for us this morning. Romans chapter 10. I'm going to give you a little bit of a background of Romans 10 and kind of what it was about. Um, he was talking about Paul wrote to the church at Rome. The church at Rome was experiencing the, 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 the love of Christ. They were experiencing some new things. They were experiencing the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit moves, kind of like our churches here today. And he was talking about the Israelites and that they were living under the law, and now there was a shifting of living under God's grace. Everybody say grace. There, were, there was a shifting for, to live under God's grace. Not by the Ten Commandments, those are important, but how many of you know Christ fulfilled those requirements of those Ten Commandments, and he brought in basically two that we look at, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And it's got to be about love. So I'm going to read through this, you just kind of follow along with me. Um, I'm after what you're looking at as far as the word of faith. Everybody say faith. I want to talk a little bit about biblical faith today. Because there was a faith that you guys had when you came in. You had faith in that chair. You didn't look to the chair to see if it was going to hold you, if it was going to support you, if it was strong enough. Nobody tested the chair that I know of. I watched a few of you come in. Nobody come in and shook the chair and said, I don't know if that's going to hold me or not. You know, we automatically sat down with faith that that chair was going to hold you. Can I get an amen? So there's a biblical faith, that's a faith in the chair, but there's a biblical faith that we're going to get into today, and I want to share with you in Romans 10 where he was shifting the Israelites from a righteousness that was only through the law to a righteousness that was by faith. There's a difference. A righteousness by the law and a righteousness by faith. So there was a shift taking place in the Roman church. So I want to read to you chapter 10, and then we'll get into a couple of scriptures and get to where we, what God has for us this morning. Verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is that their salvation. He's talking about the Israelites, their salvation. For I testified about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. For not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. Sometimes we want to, we want to achieve our own righteousness. If I can just do enough. If I can just give enough money, if I can just love enough people, if I can just do enough for the kingdom of God or for others, then God will look upon me and see I'm favorable and then let me in the kingdom. Are you with me? Uh, that righteousness is the righteousness that is not by faith. That righteousness is a righteousness by works. How many of you know we can't work it? You can't earn your way to heaven. I'm sorry, there are some religions out there that say you can earn, and if you pass out enough tracts or if you do enough things, that you'll earn your way into heaven. But that's not what the Bible really talks about. And Paul is trying to clarify that with the Israelites. Verse 4, For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone who believes. 
For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness is based on law, shall live by righteousness. But the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. Do not say into your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, who to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But it does say, the word is near you, it is in your mouth, and it is in your heart, that is the word of faith. Everybody say faith. It says this is the word of faith which we're preaching. Verse 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with a heart a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there's no distinction, here he is, there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is the Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call upon him. He's like, hey, the Israelites thought that they had an exclusive on God. I'm putting it in modern day vernacular. They weren't cocky like that. They just knew that they were the chosen tribe, the chosen people, and, they, and, and that they were chosen for God, and it was about them. Well, now all of a sudden we see, begin to see Christ come, and he changed things. He changed them because now those that were Gentiles, and that's everybody else other than the Israelites, the Gentiles now got the opportunity to come in. How about us? You ever felt like you're outside? You ever felt like you're least? I've been there. Felt like I wasn't good enough. Felt like I didn't add up. Felt like it, everybody else was more chosen than I was or more blessed than I'm blessed or whatever that might be. The Israelites were looking at the Gentiles and saying, we don't even want to associate with those people. Now you're saying, let them in? Now you're saying they can receive the same gospel, the good news of Christ, the Messiah? Because all they did is heard about the Messiah. Now they were watching the things before this. They were watching Christ do what he did to usher in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. God's way of doing things. It was different than what they were used to, different than what they were taught, different than the traditions or the religion in which they're taught. So I want you to know today, this is not about a religion. This is about a relationship with Jesus. It's about a relationship with Jesus. It's not about judgment. It's not about not being judged. It's not about the things that you do or you don't do. It's about the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. And he wants that relationship with all of us. When you take a child and you dedicate him that, that, to, to the Lord, and we're looking at that and we're going, oh man, this is an amazing thing. But it's going to be not about a religion. It's not about teaching him a religion. It's about teaching them a relationship with God. Do you have a relationship with God? And our relationship can grow. How many of you know my relationship with my wife? We've been married 24 plus years. My relationship with my wife has grown a lot in the last 24 years. And it's going to continue to grow. Amen? 
So because why? We're working on that relationship. And that's what Paul was talking to the, to the Israelites here. He was telling them how to receive Christ, that you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. For it's with the heart the person believes. And it's with their mouth that they do what? They confess. They say it. Jesus is Lord. It goes on in verse 11 says, whoever, the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there's no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord is the Lord over all. How many of you know there's people we probably don't like? But Lord is the Lord over them also. There's people we may not agree with. But Christ is the Lord over them also. When you look at this, there's a separation sometimes that, that can be there that God is saying there's no more separation. They're, they are the Lord and they belong to the Lord also. Verse 14, he says, How will then they call on him if whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him, meaning Jesus, whom they have not heard? How will they not hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet for those who bring the good news of good things. Verse 16, he says, however, they did not all heed the good news. For Isaiah says this, for who has believed our report? So in other words, the good news had come to the Israelites. And, and they've said, did they receive it or did they not? Did they hear it or did they not? Maybe they didn't have a preacher to preach it to them for them to be able to hear it. Or maybe that preacher wasn't chosen or sent for them to be able to hear it. And he goes on to this and he says, verse 17, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So I want to stop right there. I want to look at this scripture. Faith comes by what? Faith comes by what? Come on, everybody. I got to have some help here today. Faith comes by what? We got big hearing and hearing the word of Christ or the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. So there is something that's alive in this word that when, when it is preached, when it is taught, when it goes over Facebook, when it goes over Instagram, when it goes whatever it is, wherever it goes, how, whatever the medium is that it goes out, there is something that's active within this word. That, that it, faith comes by hearing. So I want us to look at this real quick because this scripture is interesting. We've been talking about thinking, right? Thinking, thinking about what our thoughts are. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Faith comes from... Faith comes from... And I hear the word of God... And faith begins to come. So when I say the scripture that says all things are possible to him that believe and you hear it, something happens here. I don't know about you, but I heard it one time and I was like, all things are possible. But you don't know the pain that I've gone through the last 18 months. Can I overcome that pain? Can I overcome that hurt? Can I overcome that agony? Can I overcome those things? But when I hear the word of God says that he's going to take something that's ashes and turn it into something beautiful, something that's broken, and he's going to fix it. Oh, come on, somebody. 
when I begin to start looking at the Word of God, then faith begins to come. Oh, is anybody hearing what I'm saying today? Faith begins to come up on the inside of you. And when it begins to come up inside of you, you can say, wait a minute, I can get up another day. I can take another step. I can do another thing. I can go back to work. I can minister to those that are around me because there is the faith of God that is in, inside of me, and it's growing more and more each day. Can I get an amen? I need some help today. Can I get an amen? I need, so when that faith comes in, but see, you got to let it. If faith comes by hearing, you got to hear it. Do you hear it? My wife has said, did you hear me? I was listening. No, no, did you hear me? I heard you. It was selective hearing. You know, guys, we got that sometimes. It's like, did they hear what I said? Let me repeat it. And like, I heard it. Well, you didn't do anything. Well, that's because I heard it. And I was still processing on being able to do something with it. So when we look at this, I want us to look at this. Because what this is a result in this scripture is that faith is a result from hearing the word. Not just a word, the word. Are you with me? So can you listen to a little bit more of the word? Can you listen to more of the preachers? The only way the unbelieving Jews were going to have a relationship with Christ is by hearing it and then doing it. By hearing it because it was different than what they were taught in their Old Testament, in the Old Testament. There was a difference there because under a law, it, was, it would say... Um, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You get angry at somebody, just go duke it out outside and everything will be all right. They slap you, slap them back. But then when you step into the kingdom of God and what Christ was bringing, the, the kingdom of God, he changed that. To where he said, if he slaps you on one cheek, you, you give him the other. And they drag you one mile, you go with them two. See what I mean? It's, it's easier for me as a guy. I mean, I can understand. Let's just go duke it out, you know? But what it was harder when I'm operating by the grace of God to be able to forgive. Oh, this is a word for somebody here. To be able to let it go. To be able to let God deal with it. Let him have it. Give it to him today. Is there something today that you need to give to him? That you need to be able to give to him? Because you've been carrying it long enough. And it's time for you to release that thing for God. Let him have it. Turn to your neighbor and say, let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. So the ways the Jews were looking at it, they, they didn't realize that they, they had to receive the Messiah and then hear the word of Messiah and then things would begin to change and, and faith would begin to rise. So he goes on and he says, the only way the unbelieving Jews were to be saved is calling upon the Lord. But before they can call upon him, check this out, they got to believe. Say believe. They got to have faith, a biblical faith, not just faith that you can walk in and sit down in the chair and the chair will hold you. They've got to have a biblical faith where they hear the word of God and it reacts into something. It is like an ingredient. Does anybody know what um, a, a product called JB Weld? Do I have anybody that knows? Okay, we got a few that knows what J.B. Weld is. How many of you know if I use J.B. Weld, years ago it used to come in two different packages, two different tubes. 
and you mixed them together. Now it's got one all together, and it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a, a needle thing, that whatever syringe that you push together, and it mixes them together. If I use one of those, one of those tubes by itself, it won't weld it together. I have to use both of them together. Oh, come on, are you understanding that? And those of you guys that, that know about J.B. Weld, you're like, yeah, yeah, you got to mix it together. There's an, it activates the ingredients in it, that it's separate. Oh, this is a good word this morning. Separately, it's not going to activate the ingredient. But when it comes together, the ingredient is activated. So separately, the Jews were seeing what was going on, and all of a sudden... Christ was reaching out to the Gentiles and he was wanting to bring them together under, because God wants us to be under one new man is what the Bible calls it. There's two men, now he's bringing together one new man, the Jews and the Gentiles together. He was reaching out for the good news, the gospel of Christ that, that, that now all of a sudden it's for everybody and nobody's excluded. Isn't that cool? I mean, God doesn't want to exclude anybody. I'm glad because, you know, if God only took the tall people like, you know, Shorty, then I would be excluded, right? I'd be out. You're out, you know? But how many of you know we have a God that loves us so much that when he brings this together, then there is an active, uh, an ingredient that is activated. Oh, come on, somebody. So when you're hearing the word of God, you take hearing and the word of God, and it comes together like a J.B. Weld, and it has an activation, and then there's faith on the inside of you, and you begin to rise up and say, yes, I can be all I possibly be as a husband to her and as a man of God to her. I can be that. Why? Because there's faith on the inside of me. Can I get an amen? I'm preaching better than y'all amen out there today. Okay, let me get back to my notes. Faith is by hearing. I broke down, some of you guys love it when we break down the scriptures, so I broke down, I think I broke down the word, the word um, faith. So that word faith is a Greek word called pistis, and it literally means confidence or trust. Say it with me. Confidence or trust. Confidence or trust. So if I have faith in God, I have faith that he is who he says he is. And he'll do what he says he'll do. But my God's not like a genie God. I don't get to rub the vase, poof, and he pops out, give me three wishes. You know what I mean? I don't understand when people, like, give them three wishes. I mean, if I got the first two wishes, my third wish would be ten more wishes. But it doesn't work that way. So God is not a genie God. But my faith is confidence in trust that he is God. And because I've seen it, because I've read it, because I've heard it, because I've experienced it, I take all of these things and I come together and I can tell you God is real. And he can heal, he can deliver, he can set free. Come on, somebody, help me out here. He can, he can overcome whatever's coming against you. You can break out of where you want to break out of. You don't have to be in bondage or addictions. You can get out of that stuff. I've had people that said, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And in 20 years, all of a sudden, they're breaking out. Because all things are possible to him that believe. So he goes on, and the, the word pistis means confidence or trust. 
So check this word out for hearing. This word hearing, okeo, A-K-O-E. And it literally means the act of having heard. The act of having heard. My wife says, are you hearing me? The act of having heard. Yes, I heard you, dear. I'll take care of it. Are you with me? The act of having heard. So he's telling them faith, faith, the trust and the confidence. Are you with me? I'm bringing in the definitions. The trust and the confidence now is, comes by the act of having heard. The act of having heard. I heard it. Now what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? The act of having heard. The act is, is actually in a verb. It's a, it's the, having heard is, is there is a requirement for me to do something with it. Oh, by the way, as you're driving along and the light turns red, you need to stop. Now, you may hear it. You may see it. But if you don't stop, you're in trouble. Well, I just drove through it. I heard her say, stop. Light's red, stop. But I didn't act on it. So when he says to trust him, we trust him. When he says to have confidence in him, we have confidence in him. I have confidence that God is going to work things out for me. No matter what difficulty, I have confidence he's working it out for you. I have confidence that there are some things right now, if we could see in the spiritual realm, there's some things happening in your life, and God's trying to set up situations for you to be able to achieve and to be able to have success and be able to walk through some things and to be able to overcome some things. Oh, come on, are you listening to me today? Because there's, there's some things happening, and that is by faith. Everybody say faith. So we're going to have faith. We're going to have that confidence and trust that God is who he says he is. I like what Sean LePage, he's a pastor of Community Bible Church. Here's what he says. Listen to this. He says, you know, airplanes take off every day. All around the world, people fasten their seat belts, and there is a couple of strangers that take them to 32,000 feet in the air. They also know that the vast majority are going to survive. With your feet on the ground, you say, I believe I was going to survive, and I flew on that airplane. And how... Does, you, does he define belief? Many people, listen, believe Jesus Christ really exists. Many believe he is who he claimed to be. God himself, the savior of the world. But that's not biblical faith. That's just mental assent. There is an acceptance of the facts. He goes on and he says, the Bible says demons believe. Demons believe. And in this way, you can look it up in James 2.19, that there is a different belief that they believe. They believe he exists. There's a fact that he exists. There's a lot of people. There's surveys. You know, 80% of the people in America believe in Jesus. That's, there, that is... That belief in Jesus is pretty much the same as the demons. They believe Jesus exists. But do they believe that he is 
the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? Do they believe that he is the, the Bible calls it the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? That's the Greek first and last. That's the Greek in that. See, biblical faith is very different. Biblical faith. Biblical faith is different. I, I list, listed it. Biblical faith goes beyond mental acceptance of the facts. A doctor can give you a fact of a diagnosis. But I say by his stripes I'm healed. What's the fact? I'm dealing with these symptoms. What's the truth of the word of God and the confidence that I have in God? That I'm healed. That I'm going to walk through my healing. Let's look at another biblical faith. Biblical faith also not only goes beyond the mental acceptance of the facts, but it, it's actually like you buy a ticket. How many of you said, let's go on the airplane, and then you don't buy a ticket, you're not going. You believe the airplane can get you there. You believe that there is an airport. You believe that, but you've never bought a ticket to get on the airplane. Biblical faith is like boarding a plane. It's like fastening your seatbelt and trusting that the pilot is going to take you up and back down again. It's like he's, the pilot's going to take you up and back down again. Biblical faith. Biblical faith is trust. Biblical faith is trust. Putting your eternal destiny in the hands of this Jesus who claims to be the only Savior of the world. It's trust. People have said, how do you know so-and-so's in heaven? First of all, God is the one that judges that. But if they have a belief and they've shown me that's the belief, that they have a trust and a confidence that Jesus is who he says he is, then guess where they're at? I don't even have to question that. I just, I just, I just say, you know what? My eternal destiny is in the hands of Jesus. Paul said it this way. They were beating him. You know, they were taking him and they were, they were whooping up on him. They were whooping up on him. He was preaching Jesus. And they said, like, you don't need to be preaching Jesus. And he's, they go out in the street and he preaches Jesus. They get back in here. It's illegal to pre preach Jesus. So you all understand that Paul, when he was in jail, he wasn't in jail for jacking a car. Right? He was in jail for preaching Jesus. Some people are like, well, Paul was in jail. And I'm like, not the same reason you're in jail. Right? So, so he didn't jack a car. He was preaching Jesus. And you know what they did? They, they beat him. They beat him for it. They imprisoned him for it. They made fun of him. They talked trash against him. They made fun of his mama. I'm just modern-day vernacular. They made fun of stuff. And he, he said, you know what? He said, no matter what, if I live or die, it's going to be about Jesus. He said, if they beat me, then I suffer. I suffer for the things of God, and God is glorified. And he says, and if they leave me alone, I'll preach Jesus. And he said, if they kill me, to die is to gain. What about if we had that attitude? That we were going to live our life for him, no matter what happened to our lives. But when something happens, and we've had some stuff happen to us. When those difficulty, when those tragedies, when those things happen in our lives, do we get better or do we get bitter I'm getting better no no you didn't hear what I said I'm getting better and I want you to get better 
There's going to be things that you'll overcome. There's going to be decisions that you're going to have to make. There's going to be opportunities that are going to come your way. But we need to get better. And the reason we get better and how we get better is because we understand a biblical faith. And faith isn't just saying, yeah, I know he existed. Yeah, I know he walked the earth. Yeah, I know about Jesus. No, it's knowing that I know that I know that God has me and I'm in his hand and he's not going to let go of me. Then I don't have to do these other things, but accept, believe on him and I will be saved. Say believe. Biblical faith. Jesus said this in John 5, 24. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has what? Eternal life. And does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. Anybody that walks in that door, we're not judging them. Not judging them. I'm not even going to pass an observation. Because when they walk in, when they come, they're coming to hear the Word of God. And when they hear the Word of God, it's going to happen, and it's happening to you today. Faith is beginning to rise. And you might say, well, I don't know, preacher, when you're going to be done, I'm hungry, I want to go to lunch. Well, at lunch, faith is going to rise. Because this word is going to go out and it's not going to return to God void, but it's going to do what it's planned and purposed to do. And the, live is, the word is alive and active. This is living word, church. Living word, living word. It's Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is alive and active. I can watch a football game. I love my sports and stuff. And I like to see who, who gives God glory in those things. But at the end of the day, that, that football game, uh, three years from now, is not going to be alive and active like the Word of God is going to be alive and active in my life. So how do you forgive? By faith. How do we live? By faith. How am I saved? By faith. How do I pray in the Spirit? By faith. How do I forgive somebody? By faith. How do I overcome? By faith. Oh, come on, somebody. This faith is the, uh, is the currency in the kingdom. It's the money. I'm going to say, show me the money, and it would be faith. Jesus did that. Show me. He didn't say money. He said, show me your faith. A guy from Israel, I mean, a Roman soldier came in and, and he said, Jesus, I know you can heal this. I got a servant that's, that needs healing. And Jesus said, I'll go see him. And he said, you don't even have to come and see him. He said, I'm a man with authority. And I say to this person, go, and he goes. I say to this person, come, and he comes. And he says, I know you're a man just like that. And then you can, wherever you do, you speak that, and he'll be healed. Jesus was like, whoa, I got all these Israelites and they don't even have the faith you got. Okay, it's done for you. Somebody say faith. It's faith. It's a biblical faith that Jesus is who he says he is. I don't know if I could have preached this 
to this magnitude and this passion a year and a half ago. Because I was struggling with my faith, y'all. I was struggling. I was struggling trying to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And he will do what he says he's going to do. Because then how long is it going to take? Because I didn't want to be, I didn't want healing to take 30 years later. I wanted something to happen on the inside of me. I didn't want it to be just a mental ascent. I didn't want to just think about it. I want it to be real with inside of me. And all of a sudden, things began to start coming together. And I began to listen to the Word of God. I've heard the Word of God. I've heard the Word of God. I acted on the Word of God. And this faith begins to rise up in me and said, Wait a minute. I don't care what the enemy has done to my family. I don't care what he's done to my life. I am going to stick with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to be like Peter, who we looked around and everybody, was leaving and Jesus looked at Peter and said where are you you want to go and Peter's like where am I going <laughs> you're the one that's got it you're the Savior you're the Lord you're the Messiah there is nowhere else for me to go I'm not going to turn my back I'm going to continue to walk with God I'm going to continue to believe I'm going to continue to have the faith no matter what even if it's faith as little as a mustard seed I'm going to continue to believe God and who you are and who you say you are and that's who you are in my life so God said it that settles it for me hallelujah somebody say faith stand up to your feet if you will please so here's the deal you're going through some stuff all of us are going through stuff and you're in the right place. You're in a safe place. You're in a place that I believe God's going to begin to activate this Word of God in you. And He's going to begin to bring forth a belief. I thought about the, the, the analogy of getting on the plane. And I would have to say, do you have a ticket? When we go to get onto the airport, right? You, you go and you get everything done. You get your tickets. And years ago, you used to be right down there by the people. But now you can't anymore. You got to go on down and, and you, you get ready to go through. And they, they get your ticket. What happens if you don't have a ticket? You don't get on the plane. But don't you know how good I am? Don't you know how much money I got? Don't you know what I did yesterday? I even gave my seats to somebody else and then now I'm a day later. It doesn't matter. If you don't have a ticket, you don't get on the plane. No plane, boss. No plane. No plane. You don't get the end. God wants to see that we have faith. And maybe you've struggled with your faith. Maybe you've struggled with just regular faith and not biblical faith. Maybe you got faith in others and faith in the world and faith in the government and faith in all sorts of stuff that it's not really going to matter when it comes down to it. You can have faith in our government and you ain't getting on the plane. You can have faith in a president and you're not getting on the plane. You can have faith in a person. You can have faith in me, but guess what? You're not getting on the plane because you have to have faith in Jesus. If you're here today, just invite him into your heart. If you're here today, just say, God, I, I believe you are who you said you are. If you're here today and, and maybe you've never made that decision, today's the day of salvation. If you confess with your heart and believe with your mouth, thou shalt be saved. Confess with your mouth and believe with your... Remember last week? It's not mental assent. 
conversion that we go through is not just knowing about it, but it's knowing about it. It goes from your head to your heart. I want to pray with you today. Just put your hand on your heart today. I know you're going through some difficulty. I know that there's struggles. I know that there's issues going on in your life. But I just pray that the faith is going to be continued to grow. I pray that right now that this word will resound in you. I pray that you'll go home and read Romans 10 on your own. And you, you'll look at verses 9 and 10 and, and even verse 17 that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That this hearing is taking place and it's active. It's not passive. It's an active hearing to say I'm going to start again. And maybe you're at a point, maybe there's somebody here today that just, just needs to start over. I'm here to tell you God's into starting over. And he'll be with you. Maybe some of you have quit. Maybe some of you have stopped. Maybe you've gotten high center. Maybe you've just said, I don't know about this church thing and all this other stuff because you've been hurt in the past with other churches or other organizations. And God says, guess what? Now you can hear the word of God. Now you can operate by faith. Now you can rise above those lies of the past. If you're here today and, and you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, just invite him in today. I'm not going to call you up front. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because really none of that stuff really matters. What matters is do you have a ticket? And when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you believe on him because he is the Lord and he is your Savior, then it won't matter what comes against you because your feet will be upon that rock that we sang about earlier today. I pray for you right now to have the faith that God has for you. We'll talk about it next week, but it's as little as a mustard seed. But that faith grows and it grows and it grows. So some of you today that came in that have that faith, we're just watering it so it can grow more. Some of you that maybe have it really small or don't even have it at all, you now have it. And now we're watering it so it'll grow, it'll grow, it'll grow, it'll grow. We believe that now. And I receive that. And you receive that yourself for you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Go forth in his power and his might. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord. God bless you guys.